Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. We're on to Cincinnati. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Touchdown! Nice! Nice! Bengals! Nice! Coffin nails! Bam! 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 And it looks like they've figured it out. The good news is that the Bills had three extra days to prep. Mike Danger! Everybody's going to talk about Joe Burrow. Everybody's going to talk about the Bengals' offense. I'm worried about Lou Anaruma. I'm worried about the guy that held the Bills in check in the playoffs. Gene Bataglia. You can say the Cincinnati game will set up the rest of the season. Really, what if they go in, the Buffalo Bills, and beat Cincinnati on Sunday night football? They're back. The Bills are back. Let's preview Raiders at Lions. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! We're going to bite a kneecap off. Long ball. Game three of the World (laughs) Series is tonight as the series heads to Arizona tied at one game apiece. Buffalo gets it done. A 4 to nothing win. Paterka, Middlestat, Jost, and Dahlin all with goals. Lukanen's shutout and goal earns him top star honors. Let's go Amherst. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Welcome back into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. It's not a victory Monday. I mean, it's it's just a Monday. It's weird when you don't have a victory Monday. Do you want to count the Sabres win yesterday? Sure. Let's go ahead and count that as a win. I, I got to confess. I, the NFL football, I, I love hockey. You love hockey. Dude, I forgot. Yeah, I completely right. forgot that they were playing against a good team in Colorado. Like That's a team that a lot of people have picked to win the Stanley Cup this year. And uh, they get it done. And the, the, the Goatheads, once again, proving to be a, some sort of lucky charm. I if if we're we're that in love with them, let's just go ahead and just make them the the full time jersey. It's not special anymore. They keep winning. No, 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 no. Like like you have to. It would be like Notre Dame going to like the green every year. Ugh. No, no, don't don't do that. Be, you know, like my advice to the Red Wings, like okay, you're doing the plates thing every Thursday, but if you did that like once a year on a Thursday night or Wednesday, night, guaranteed sellout. Mm. You did just once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more you do it, the less special it becomes. Correct. But you've got something because you've only lost once, I want to say. 12-1-1 one, one <laughs> in the Goatheads. Pretty good. Uh, and everybody that looked good on the NFL football field played played well as well. Seattle, oh, exquisite, mm-hmm. exquisite. And and for what it's worth, Tennessee, we're in the Houston Oiler getups. They, they looked pretty good too. What happened to Tampa a couple of weeks ago? They just didn't. They, you know what? Tampa reverted. They looked like the team in 1976 that wore those uniforms. 
That's where, when we were joined uh, last week prior to the Bills-Bucks game, we asked our guy down in Tampa, Scott Reynolds, like, wait a second, is that rumor true that Tom Brady, the reason we didn't have these last year, because Brady didn't want to like be caught dead in them, and he's like, no, no, Brady was excited. It was a manufacturing uh, delay. That, uh, okay. Yeah, you can't yeah. find the thread. Nike couldn't find the thread. Sure. <laughs> like, we're still in 2020 or something. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got uh, Russell Brown joining us here in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, he's the NFL draft analyst for Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros. Not only does he have his first mock, but Russ is a Detroit guy. And so with uh, the Lions playing tonight, we thought it'd be a good time to have Russell Brown in, talk a little bit about the Lions matchup tonight against the Raiders and look ahead to his first mock draft. Yeah, and look, if your team is down and out, this is good news. <laughs> Best draft ever here uh, since when? Uh, for quarterbacks, this mm. is going to be exciting this coming April. We don't have to worry about that here. Um, it, it takes here danger. And look, I'm not going to pile on here the Jets and Giants because that's kind of the easy thing to do. So what I'm going to do is just kind of back out the lens here, if you want me. You're going to look, uh, you're going to take a view from 30,000 feet. Yeah, don't tell me New York sports are great. Okay, because they're not. How much? How, when was the last championship in New York? Ooh, was it the? Uh, it was the Giants, right? Twenty twelve. They have gone over a decade. And look at the Giants today. And well, for the Yankees, that was oh nine mm. eighty six for the Mets. Forever and a day ago for the Knicks. Not alive for the Jets. You and I never for Brooklyn and New Jersey. Oh, and yeah, the Islanders won in the eighties. The Devils in the two thousand. What gives? It really, all it is, danger, is they're making so much money there. Why knock yourself out trying to build a winner here? Just make it entertaining, and you don't have to put your foot to the pedal. And that's why, if you apply this to the logic here back at home, I'm a little concerned that ah, if you don't get the Super Bowl before the stadium goes up in Buffalo and all those seats are paid for, do the Pagolas take their foot off the gas? This is great. Businesses, I think it. I think a lot of it depends on who you have running the show, right? Like the owners, most of them are dysfunctional. Most of them are giant pieces of crap, right? NFL owners, billionaire owners don't really care about anything other than their money, making sure that they are profitable. But if you hire people underneath you that know how to, they're political enough to know how to satiate the owner while also putting out a winning product because you're competitive. Like we, everything we hear about Brandon Bean, the person is that he's the most competitive guy in the organization. Like he wants to compete like, like sickly competitive, exactly what you would want in a G right. Just wired differently. Like, you know, like Diggs is a competitor, right? Like that kind of guy. Exactly. Well, and then if you use Bill's history as any guide here, Bill Polian in the same way until, well, Ralph Wilson's like, yeah, you know what? Move on. <laughs> right. Yeah, so <laughs> now you, you help me with my Bill's history. Was that justified at the time or was it? He was fired. It was shocking. It was after the 52-17 loss to the Dallas Cowboys and Bill Polian came across the wire, fired his general manager like, what? How, why? Well, because he couldn't get along with the money counter, Jeff Lippman. Mm. So again, I don't want to compare eras here, but... These are the things that would lead a good GM to say, you know what, if I can't have the tools I need to do the job, for now, like the Bagulas are giving him all the things he needs to do the job. But again, once those PSLs or whatever you're going to be paying for in the new stadium are all paid and then everything's cash. You got what you paid for. You got what you yeah. wanted and, and, and business will be better than ever. It's all about this. It's always been about the stadium. 
And in New York, you got it too, by the way. MetLife Stadium, that was back then, right? That was right around the time of the last championship. The Knicks are one of the most profitable franchises. And that guy, Dolan, can run around and he can ban people with his facial recognition. (laughs) He can do whatever he wants. (laughs) He's got his little fiefdom. And it's like the the Knicks will never win anything Uh, with him as the owner. Uh, what could be this weird vibe that we've heard about between the Browns and quarterback Deshaun Watson? Well, maybe maybe it starts with the Browns letting a sexual predator into their building after giving up three first-round picks for him along with a contract that is yet to be surpassed only for him to underperform badly. Or, or uh, hear me out, maybe, maybe Deshaun Watson is feeling a lot of the pressure from the outside world to perform, giving all the hate that he has earned. Maybe he's stressed out knowing that he's in the spotlight after everyone knows what he's done and what he's about. The stress is only compounded by just how much he has underperformed and would most certainly underperform even further with an injured shoulder and therefore with a fully guaranteed contract, see no reason to tough it out if he isn't 100%, even if he's cleared by the team. Maybe the Browns want their quarterback to tough it out, given their investment in him, and because their backup situation is terrible. Could the Browns be telling Watson to worry less about his public perception and worry more about what we think of you here in the building, only to have Watson say back to them, no? Could that be the weird vibe that's happening between the Browns and Deshaun Watson? Because that's exactly... What is happening right now in Cleveland? So the thing I'm waiting for in this story, right? And you, feel, you, you're the same way as I am here. I think there's a story, and what is it? And Mary Kay Cabot or any other insider, they, they've yet to kind of dig it out. It, as long as the Browns are kind of relevant, and winning games, but you know it's not bubbling up. But the second that the quarterback starts to blow another game, and then paychecks from your postseason might be put into jeopardy. Like that's when normally a leader in the locker room will go off the record and talk to a Mary Kay Cabot or, talk, or plant the story like, hey, here's what's going on. We, we're so pissed that this guy isn't on the field behind us here. We can't believe this. You know, you hear the anonymous story. So the anonymous story, the anonymous source in a story danger, is that the next thing to kind of drop in the story? Well, I think that's the thing that confirms what we all kind of think. And I know my take here isn't, anything groundbreaking it's kind of easy to connect these dots if you really think about it this guy is more worried about how he's perceived in the public than he is by the team the team probably is pissed off right now we made this investment in you and you're cleared to go go well i can't go my shoulder isn't 100 percent Okay. Well, you're violating the code in the locker room. If you're cleared, you go. Correct. Yeah, and, everybody, and, and everybody's in pain, right? And now. how does that play with your teammates? Again, this is a guy that's only worried right now about his outward perception, and that's because he knows, we all know, what he's about. It's a bad guy. And they gave all of that up for this bad guy, thinking football would come first. He's worried about his image more than anything, and he can't. He's put this pressure on himself where he can't underperform and he's going to underperform by default. He's going to go out there and he's going to suck. This is going to go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history. One of the worst, the worst. Like when you give up the draft capital and the record contract, it's this, it's this in, in the Herschel Walker thing, right? Like if, if the Texans start winning Super Bowls, 
then I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. this is. But like the Herschel Walker and the the Viking and and cowboy trade led to the Cowboys winning multiple Super Bowls. That's fair, but there wasn't this. You know, Herschel Walker, by all accounts, just a football player, not a bad guy. <laughs> you have that element too. Yes, like that's that that he is the face, not of just your franchise, of your city. That's why Browns fans are so upset. Like you had people canceling their season tickets, saying, "I don't want to be part of this." And since it's the NFL, we come crawling back because we're all addicted. But I feel terrible for Browns fans that they got to go through all. This. Could go down as the worst of all time if it isn't already. If it isn't already. Um, what date was yesterday? I was thinking yesterday was October 29th. No. I'm <laughs> uh, doing my own shot. Sh- sh- what day was uh, it? I don't know. Like Baker Mayfield. I yeah. think he went number one overall in the draft, if I remember right. When when McDermott talks on Wednesday, just notice that's his new thing. Like, oh, yeah, I, you know, Joe Burrow, I think he went number one. Anyway. I think he played for LSU. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Um, yeah, it's still late October. And there it was right there on your television yesterday. Get out of here, big box store, with your damn Christmas holiday ads, okay? Playing the Marshmallow World song. Oh, here's a memo, by the way, to everyone who calls my boss. Stop! Danger, it's October. What's wrong? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Just trying to melt your heart, Gino. I know where you're going with this. When we get to Christmas week... I know it's hard to believe, but I turn into a big softie, okay? I like the music. I like the Christmas cookies. I like giving gifts. I like hanging Christmas lights. You know what I like that? I like it in Christmas. In December, not in October. Like, all of a sudden, I'm going to see the end. Like, you know what? I should go on to the the big box store website. Commerce don't sleep, baby. Commerce do not sleep. They got to get these deals churning. Two months ahead of time, not for me. And yes, I know Wednesday is November 1st, and they know for some, that's the time you get all excited and you hang up your holiday lights. November has lost its identity. I stand for November, and for October for that matter. It's been that way for a while. I know. This this is, I mean, it's an annual thing, right? The first time you walk into the home improvement store and they've got the decorations out for Halloween and it's like the middle of summer and you're like, oh no, no, not yet. No, no, please. And then the Christmas decorations come out, and you're like, "Oh God, no, no, no!" Not but yet. in my football yesterday, no, it's oh, it's it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. I mean, middle of the summer, you're going to have people get so wrapped up in their Christmas gifts and buying their Christmas gifts that they are they're buying them in the middle of the summer and they're going online and. and they're just going to get that messaging out there, Gino, to get you to click. Go, go, go here. Get this deal here. Get that deal there. Think about your loved ones. Think about your loved ones when you're watching football, Gene. <laughs> football is family. Football is family. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just trying to warm your dead heart there with a little uh, Christmas music, Gino. Do we get the, uh, it's, it's not skip ahead to Christmas. Do we get, uh, tomorrow's Halloween. Do we get the danger candy rankings at this time? All tomorrow? right. So look, I, um, Full disclosure, I had a bit of a health scare a few months ago. I haven't shared this on the air. I had a, a tumor in my bladder right. m- removed from my bladder. And uh, it, tumor in your bladder, 99% of the time is cancerous. So nothing to worry about. It's been removed and there's no sign of anything spreading as far as I know, as far as my doctors know. So I'm not worried about any of that. And and I'm glad that you know I went through that to kind of 
reset my mind. And, and when you when you're faced with mortality and you think about it, you're like, all right, are there things that I could do in my life that may be preventative? You know, yes, I can go to my doctor annually for my physical. So you're, you're trying to get out of doing the candy not, rankings because you might have cancer? Get out All of I'm saying is <laughs> I haven't yet to this point of the Halloween season. This is a big deal for me. I haven't had any Halloween candy up to this oh. point of the candy of, of the candy season. Halloween is, you know, after Halloween when there's all that candy around, like I'll probably go nuts. But uh, usually leading up to Halloween, if you're like me, you'll sneak a couple from the stash that you're going to hand out to that neighborhood kids and you maybe buy a few bags of the stuff that you like just knowing that, you know, whatever we don't give to the neighborhood kids we'll have left over for ourselves. I haven't done any of that yet. I am going to do the candy rankings tomorrow, but my palate is a little bit off. If I'm going to be totally honest, I haven't really been, my sweet tooth isn't really fully intact right now. Okay. Well, you can go with what you desire the most. It's not out of your system, Dave. And I do give you that one day that you can, you know, just enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that you're doing everything you can to stick around on this planet. Trying to, yeah. the, the, you know, just as a review, uh, I think controversially, uh, it was controversial number one last year. I had Sour Patch Kids number one last year. Um, No, is that right? No, it might have been from two years ago. I had Sour Patch Kids number one. But I'm with Seth Appert. I'm with the Amherst head coach. 100 gram bars? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. If you find a hundred grand bar, that that has my name written all over it. Get out of here with your mounds. Get out of here with your almond joy. I'm not into it. I'm a sugar guy more than a chocolate guy. So just be forewarned that that might, that might be more, there might be more sugar content in my power rankings and chocolate <laughs> content. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow on the sports where I got uh, Russell Brown. We'll talk a little Lions, Raiders, NFL, and uh, get a draft preview. He's got his mock coming up. Danger, if this happened in North America, this is pretty much all we'd be talking about today. But because it happened overseas and you read about it and all, that's really sad. And you know this could happen. Um, The story of Adam Johnson. So Adam Johnson played for the Penguins. And like a lot of players, okay, my time here uh, in the NHL is up. But you know what? I still want to go make a living. So he's over playing in the elite Ice Hockey League, or the EIHL, that's in England, who knew, playing for the Nottingham Panthers, and the story comes over yesterday that he died on the ice, blades in the neck. And like uh, the uh, Clint Malarchuk injury. Yep. So um, 8,000 in attendance, the way the story read. Oh, my God. Um, the, you know, the building was evacuated. This happened Saturday, so all the games Sunday were canceled, you know, in, in morning. And uh, the news report called it a freak accident. Now, as my family can attest to, I hate gore. I hate slasher movies. I turn that off. I don't want any cocaine bear. I I, I looked away. I don't want to look away. Okay. (laughs) I just love that you saw cocaine bear before I did. (laughs) I still haven't seen it. Things you do for your kids. Of course. Again, my kid is 17. Um, <laughs> was it taking a nine-year-old to cocaine? Uh, the, the, calling it a freak accident, danger. Watching this video, they are now investigating. The police are investigating England. So the player, and when I tell you, this is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen on the ice. Matt Petgrave is his name. Matt Petgrave, by the way, playing the AHL for Syracuse, Utica, Laval. Okay, and another player that. Okay, I still want to continue my career. When I tell you that Adam Johnson is just skating 
on the ice. It's not bent over like Clint Malarchuk was, okay? Not 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 down and out like a, where skate that Petgrave literally launches himself up and raises his skate four feet up to hit him in the neck like he's drop kicking him. He murdered him on the ice, in my opinion. So when this story kind of gains traction, this is a real warning for the sport. Now, the, the, the thing Adam Johnson and like we could have, would have, should have, youth players all have to wear the neck guard. And Seth Appert was asked about that today, the Amherst head coach. He said, yeah, we have ordered them. Some players in response to this are requesting to wear neck guards. Phil wrote to me on Twitter saying that used to be like kind of a, you know, you would get mocked for wearing a neck guard. What are you doing? You're like, it was some, you know, you weren't. Yeah, it's a macho thing. Yeah, no, don't do that. So like now should we recalibrate? I don't know if that would have been preventative, but I don't see how this opposing player doesn't get charged with the very least with manslaughter here. And if you, I'm not encouraging anybody to go search out this video. Okay. Just don't, because to me it's squeamish, but what take my word for it. Name me something that's more dirtier in the history of sports. I I, I, like boxing, as you said to me, as we were talking about this before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've had, you know, Dooku Kim and Ray Mancini years ago. But that's within the parameters of the sport, right? Like you've never had somebody actually commit manslaughter. It's and- it's funny because in every sport, not necessarily soccer or or basketball, but you have weaponry at your disposal. In football, your helmet is a weapon. We just saw it a couple uh, during the Bills game, a, a a a player taking off his helmet and swinging it. Right. So like. Picture that, like if Jadavian Clowney. If he connects if, with Mason Rudolph all those years ago. Yeah, it, like if Mason Rudolph would, would, would have died. Right, Yeah. right. Like in hockey, of course, you have the stick. You can, the stick is a weapon. You could do some serious damage with your stick. I, I don't know that you would see anybody in baseball go chasing after anybody with a bat, but if you made contact with somebody's head with a baseball bat, obviously that would there's potential there as well, right? Like you have weaponry and and in hockey, it goes beyond just the stick. You have, you have a couple of really, really dangerous things on, on your feet. Those blades is any, anybody that's ever like anybody that's ever tried cleaning the, the ice off of your, your blades. If you, if you, if you're not careful and you slice your, I still have a scar on my thumb from when I did it as a kid. Like I sliced my thumb wide open, just trying to clean the blade, the, the ice off my blade those things can be accidentally you can do a lot of damage but the way you're describing it doesn't sound like this was any sort of accident well and i guess with video you could always say this one angle looks like oh my gosh he intentionally tried to kill him by kicking him in the neck now (laughs) there could be another angle that shows something completely different but do we know anything about the game itself like was there a backstory no was there any kind of unpleasantries being exchanged before the game i want more information on this and this is why how we say in our business the story has legs where you hear the story oh my gosh that's terrible yeah we knew this could happen Oh my gosh, this is how it happened? When you see like a retaliation or you see, you know, tensions start to rise and rise and rise to a breaking point where you actually see something horrible like this go on. Um, 
and hockey's always been a sport where you kind of let them govern themselves, right? You, you play it with intensity. You play it with pride. If somebody does something you don't like, you can take exception to that and go after them and, and know that there will be a penalty, but there, you know, the things that, that, that lead to that. That's what I'm curious about. I'm curious about what, what was this something that was, was this attention in the game that was rising? Is even stupid men's league hockey. You see it happen. You see yes. it in, in youth games. You, you know, this is why officials have to like when you hear, well, they got to get control of the game. Cause you could see what would happen. Yeah. Um, how are you, are you familiar with grand Rapids, Minnesota? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's where uh, Adam Johnson's from. Oh yeah. The iron range. Yeah. Uh, off of uh, Lake Superior mm-hmm. up there in Grand yeah, Rapids. Yeah, went to Minnesota Duluth. Oh, no, not Minnesota Duluth. Um, he's a bulldog. Yeah, that's uh, that's brutal. That's a terrible story for, for that family, obviously. And, and it's, it's, it's a black eye yeah, on hockey. On hockey, yeah. It's a black eye on hockey. All right, we'll, uh, we'll continue to kind of monitor that and see if uh, anything else comes out of it. Russell Brown, NFL draft analyst for fantasy pros and betting pros. Going to stop by next live from Detroit. And uh, we'll talk a little Lions Raiders Monday Night Football tonight with Russ here on the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills bringing in a familiar name at running back. Leonard Fournette will join the Bills practice squad. He passed his physical. Fournette, the former number four overall pick in 2017, spent the last two seasons with Tampa Bay. Monday Night Football has the Raiders and the Lions. Dan Campbell loving the spotlight. No different than some some one o'clock games or you know we've we're doing things right we're ready to go we're locked in we're detailed uh we're finishing um and you look forward to it you know you look forward to every game but i think it's something that doesn't cause this pause or uh, or pressure or i think it's more man we embrace those moments 
We'll head to Detroit next. Russell Brown, fantasy pros and betting pros joining us. One trade today, the Giants trading defensive lineman Leonard Williams to Seattle for a second and a fifth. Game three of the World Series tonight. Gene Battaglia, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan Rochester. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's head over to the Motor City tonight. The Detroit Lions back on Monday Night Football. And it's been a while since the Lions have hosted a game on Monday Night Football. The Raiders coming into town as Detroit looks to bounce back. We, we were joined now by Russell Brown, NFL draft analyst for Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros. Always love having you on with us, Russ. How long has it been since Detroit last hosted a Monday night game? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I want to say 2017 or 2018. It might even be further back than that, maybe 2015. But I want to say I want to say it was 2017 or 2018 because Sam Darnold had his first game here and he shredded us. Oh, right. Mm. The Jets came into you, town. You also had the Aaron Rodgers, okay, at the end of the game, Hail Mary. Oh, my gosh, the Lions just lost it. I mean, yep. here in Western New York, it's been generations since we've had, like, any, you know, this is why it's been so exciting. I don't even know you could say that, like, in Detroit. You had the Barry Sanders area, but what is the vibe right now amongst uh, Lions fans there in Detroit? It's It's phenomenal, and I actually compare the two between – Lions fan and Bills fan, because for so long I did so much work with Cover One, which is very Bills-oriented content, and I was with those guys, and I saw the fan base interacting with everybody. The energy is so similar, because I was like talking to previous coworkers, and they were like, I didn't know how to feel then, and then you go through it now as a Lions fan, and it's like, I don't necessarily know how to feel, because it's foreign to me. And the best way that I've summed it up is, uh, you know, talking to my dad on the phone, you know, we talk every Monday or Sunday after a game or whatever, or, or just talking on radio. And every single time I'm like, you know, it's like when you get married to your significant other, you're going on your honeymoon. You don't necessarily know where you're going, but you know, you're going to like Cabo or you're going to Jamaica, you're going somewhere. It's somewhere foreign to you. You get off the plane, you don't know the lay of the land, but you know, you're going to have a good time. It's the same thing as a Lions fan right now. You get off the plane, you don't know what to expect, but you know you're going to have a good time. It's, well, that's what it is. They've been, uh, the fan base has been traveling, I think, better than any fan base so far this season. I mean, it feels like every time you see the Lions on the road, you've got the Lions fans just overtaking the stadium. Now, the last time we saw them, Hey, listen, it was a less than optimal performance against the Ravens. They kind of got embarrassed here. Yeah, it's the NFL. I mean, I think a lot of us are expecting Detroit to bounce back. But it is the NFL. Talk about tonight's matchup with the Raiders. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good bounce back spot. That's what it feels like. I mean, I'm not going to bet on the spread myself. I think seven points is a lot. But we saw it last night with the Chargers over the Bears. The Chargers embarrassed the Bears. So maybe the Lions can do the same to the Raiders. But I think the big thing here for the Lions is just make sure they walk out of this thing, one, with the win, but two, unscathed. I mean, they've got a lot of injuries here. Frank Ragnow is doubtful for the game tonight because of a toe and ankle injury. The toe injury is going to be something that's going to go against him for the rest of his career. It's, you know, something that's lingered for the last couple of years. He's had surgery on this toe. But then you look at Jonah Jackson. He's already listed as out our left guard. So, they're banged up, but I think when you look at this, if Amara St. Brown plays tonight, he's questionable with an illness. I think he will play, but 
If he plays, I think the offense will be just fine. I think Jano potentially has a bounce back spot. Didn't play great against the Ravens, but nobody really played great against the Ravens last week. So I'll take it for a grain of salt. I think Jared Goff gets on track. I think Laporta does well. And just the key is walk out with a win and make sure nobody else gets injured and you get that bye week next week, which they desperately need. Yeah, at 5-2, and two, and it seems strange to say Seattle also at 5-2. and two. When you like to take a look at the uh, NFC standings, and we didn't expect San Francisco to be at 5-3 and three at this point, but you can see the Lions winning that division, certainly. But the question is... Like what? What should be a realistic expectation there as far as how far the Lions get this postseason, Russ? I definitely think it's getting the you know getting the division title for the first time since '93. But really, it's winning that home playoff game because if they win the division, they get a home playoff game. Whether it's San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas, whoever it might be that they play at home, I think that's the key, and and I think they win that game. If they can win that game, that's a step in the right direction. Now, if they lose in the next round, it's unfortunate, but you just, you, you take, you know, the baby steps here. It's, it's one of those things where we've been bad for so long. I don't want to just jump in and be like, Oh, it's Super Bowl or bust. Like, no, I don't think that's the case. I think there's still a lot of guys that are trying to get better on the fly. They're relying on a lot of young guys right now. Laporta being one Gibbs being another, you look at Brian branch, his, you know, him not being out on the field, it, it, it affects this defense. And really the Lions have been a team that have not been fully healthy at all this year. So I think if they can somehow start getting some key players back at some point, we would really see what type of team they are offensively and defensively. But I think if, if anything, if I had to put a season expectation on a win total, if they can somehow get to 12 wins on this season, which is kind of asking for a lot, but you get the sixth win tonight, I think he can win six more games down the stretch. I think that would be huge. Russ, I think your expectations need to be managed a little bit higher because you could be the one seed. I mean, look at the rest of the NFC North and tell me how they don't end the season with the best record in the NFC. When you when you consider that Philly is is you know still playing in a tough division and they, they play against you know Dallas twice, it, like Detroit could be the one seed. They could be. I mean, they, they could be. Again, though, I, I am lionized. I've been doing this for 32 <laughs> years. I, I drink the Kool-Aid. I don't want to drink too much. I mean, I'm already a couple glasses in here. I hope I'm not slurring my words. So I don't want to be messing this thing up and, and saying, oh, we're the one seed. But you're right. It could very well happen. And I think if they would have beaten the Ravens, I would feel exactly the way you're feeling right now. But because of the way that they played against the Ravens, I could see things getting trappy down the stretch somewhere Maybe the Packers game gets a little close or the Bears or, or something happens. I mean, they still got to play the Saints. They got to play the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Chargers uh, off the bye. I mean, it's not going to be easy. So I just, you know, I want to set these realistic expectations. But I, lo- I love the one, the one seed conversation. Uh, we can't bet on these things here in New York State. Like, will this coach end up somewhere else? But I would certainly put my money on it that Ben Johnson will be a head coach somewhere in the league next year. How is it? Uh, how has he kind of brought this whole offense to the level it's playing at right now, Russ? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I hope he you know doesn't leave because we do have a good thing going here, and that's one of the reasons to why he stuck around. But if his aspirations are to become a head football coach, I completely understand to why he would end up leaving. But I just think of it from like the perspective of if I'm a guy that has a good thing going offensively with a team that's winning football games, you know how fast it is to lose a job in the NFL. You look around some of the jobs that might be available. They're not pretty jobs by any means. So 
I just wonder if he hesitates another year just to make sure he gets the right job. But if, if so, it, it, a lot of the success that he's done, he's built a great run game. He's not reliant on a zone heavy scheme where you see a lot of reach blocks, whether it's outside zone or inside zone, you're seeing a, a mix and match between zone blocking and gap blocking. And they've just done a great job building within the trenches. Their first couple of picks over the last few years have been players like Aiden Hutchinson and, and Panay Sewell. And he's got a player like Jared Goff playing at an all-time high because of the confidence. He's operating efficiently off of play action. They don't they don't run specifically just under center. They mix and match between shotgun and under center. You look at a team like the, the Las Vegas Raiders, they're struggling offensively. Well, they run under center second most in the NFL. So I think it's one of those things when you become one dimensional, it forces you to obviously show your hand quite a bit. And I think the bills see this from time to time with how they, you know, attack the offense with, with the way that they run the football, the way they put it always in the hands of Josh Allen, they either carry the ball or throw it around. And I just think with Ben Johnson, he's done a great job creating diversity within this offense and mixing and matching different things, whether it's jet motion, orbit motion. I mean, I could go down the list, but it's, it's just the diverse offense that he's calling. And it's been awesome to see. It's been, it's been great over the last several years. And specifically this season, it looks like it's working at an all-time high outside of last week. Joining us from Detroit, NFL draft analyst, fantasy pros, betting pros, Russell Brown, our guest in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia on the fan. I want to look at the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and you mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, who's been absolutely like seeing Aiden Hutchinson on national TV is great for NFL football fans because he is, he's just, He's a football player, man. That guy is fantastic to watch. But I wanted to get your take on, on how he's done so far in terms of the, the first-round draft pick that was the object of our affection uh-huh. here in the sports bar. How's, how's Jack Campbell been playing for, for the Lions so far this year? Well, as I sit here with his jersey on, I mean, I, I think he's been playing okay. I know it was a little bit of a questionable pick because of where they took him and the position, but it's one of those types of players that, He's definitely needed some time to kind of get his footing, but every single week we're seeing an increase in snap count. We're seeing him be utilized differently every single week. The versatility is there, whether he's playing as, you know, an edge rusher, whether he's playing in the middle as just that middle linebacker, he can drop into coverage. They've got him sugaring the A gap and showing a blitz in the A gap. And then he drops as a mid hook defender. So they're mixing and matching and trying to really figure out where he may be most comfortable and I think that's the key is that he's, as, as he gets older and he continues to learn, he's going to be comfortable doing many things for this defense because I think ultimately that's going to be the plan. They're going to want him to be the jack of all trades, no pun intended, but that's what he's going to end up doing. So I, I think he's one of those players that hasn't really made the splashy rookie play yet, like the pick six or a big key sack on a big key down a distance to end the game or anything like that. But he's getting closer and closer, and there's been flashes. And tonight would be a great opportunity uh, with, you know, 60,000 people at Ford Field screaming their heads off against the Raiders in a big game and a bounce-back spot for him to maybe have a statement game. We're talking to Russ Brown, who is our NFL draft analyst. We always enjoy talking to as we approach that season. Uh, now with fantasy pros and betting pros. And Russ, we got the NFL trade deadline coming tomorrow. We had actually Seattle flipping a second round pick as, as well as a fifth to the Giants for Leonard Williams. But you've got your first mock draft coming out later this week. And <laughs> honestly, like when it comes to the quarterbacks, this is the best draft quarterback-wise since when, Russ? 
the 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 twenty seventeen year, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, those guys. I know, you know, Josh Rosen didn't turn out to be the guy we thought. We know Sam didn't necessarily become the guy we thought. Baker's been kind of up and down, but you go back to that draft and you just had five draft picks. Lamar Jackson, kind of a forgotten guy, an MVP, uh, you know, potential Super Bowl type of quarterback, a guy that can certainly get Baltimore there. I think you look back at that draft and you just go, wow, so much talent. And I think when you look at this draft, you kind of say the same thing. I think it's a little bit less uh, just simply because we, there's a lot of unknowns, right? We don't know if J.J. McCarthy is going to go pro or not. We don't necessarily know how his game is going to translate to the NFL because I think he's kind of, up and down with his decision making but again it's it's a great class at the top drake may caleb williams those are the headliners michael Penix jr out of washington can really sling it he's got great velocity with his throws he's mobile health is the big concern there he had some knee injuries early in his career it'll be interesting to see how teams kind of you know gauge that and see what he can do as far as longevity but there's potential for a first round pick there. He might even walk away with a Heisman here in a, in a couple of months. So we'll kind of see how it all shakes out for him. But yeah, I think at the top, it's, it's kind of those top three names, Penix, Williams, and May. And then kind of outside of that, you know, you get Jordan Travis into the mix and we can just go down that whole wormhole. But yeah, I think it's, it's close, but a lot of it's going to depend on the success of players like May and Caleb Williams, specifically Caleb Williams. Hey Ross, when you're watching the NFL, we saw a team last night that I think is going to fall under this category teams that, might look like they have their franchise quarterback, but might want to take a swing at a new franchise quarterback early in round one of next year's draft. The Bears being one of those teams. Other teams that you would add to that list, like maybe New England? Who else? Yeah, I would definitely add New England into that mix. I would throw the New York Giants into that mix. I know the Giants have a you know, a huge cap number with, with Daniel Jones. But again, that's only a three-year deal. They can kind of manage that, manage the expectations of that deal if they bring in a rookie quarterback and maybe you just kind of create that competition and maybe you get the most out of Daniel Jones because of another quarterback in play. Um, but you know, you get rid of that. You could potentially look at maybe Denver at eight, a lot of, a lot of speculation early in this year, people pulled up some stuff from Sean Payton when he was on the herd with, with Colin Coward on, on Fox sports that he had made a, a statement back when uh, Caleb Williams first started going to USC that, he was the type of generational talent that you trade multiple assets to go get because he's that franchise type of player. Some think maybe the Broncos are going to trade a bunch of assets to try to get in position to get up to one or two to potentially get Caleb Williams. We'll kind of see how that plays out, but they're sitting at seventh or eighth on the draft board. So I think you throw Denver into the mix, maybe even Green Bay if they have a top 10 pick. If somebody ends up falling into their lap, I'm not sold on Jordan Love. I never really was. I kind of am starting to believe that with how this season is going and how the Packers continuously are losing football games and offensively in the first half, they cannot get going. I just wonder, do they bite the bullet with Jordan Love another year or do they just go ahead and bring in some competition and maybe turn a new leaf? So I, I would throw the Packers in the mix too. Yeah, it, Russ, to kind of paint a picture for everybody here, and, and this is uh, what the reverse order would be. And again, we're only at week eight here. Ten, Washington. Nine, the Rams. Eight, Denver, as you mentioned. Seven, the Colts. Six, Green Bay. Five, New England. Four, the Giants. Three, Chicago. Two, Chicago with Carolina. And then you have Arizona, uh, with the only team with a one and seven record right now. I guess I'll start here with Arizona because the Cardinals did this a few years ago, realizing, you know, Rosen ain't the guy. Let's go get our guy, Kyler Murray. And, well, how do the Cardinals manage this situation? Because 
Murray might be coming back pretty soon. And the last thing, I, 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 if you're trying to build a franchise, the last thing you would want, I would think, would be to actually win games here if you're Arizona. Absolutely. And I think that's what it's going to boil down to. I think the expectation right now is that uh, Kyler Murray starts week nine or week 10. I think I read week 10. So if that's the expectation, they're going to go ahead and see what he can do during that time, whether it's, you know, he plays six or seven games down the stretch and he wins all of them, he splits them, whatever it might be. But I think ultimately what it boils down to is if he can't get the job done right now, then maybe they look at moving him. And you look at some of the teams like you mentioned behind. If if teams realize that Drake May or Michael Penix Jr. is not going to be available, let's just say hypothetically at 10 or 11 on the draft board, maybe a mover, a second or a third round pick to get Kyler Murray and then Arizona can go ahead and lock in a quarterback at one, two, or three, depending on how the draft order goes, obviously. So I think that's really what's going to happen with Arizona. What does Kyler Murray do coming off the injury here uh, in the the next couple of weeks, and can he win them some football games? Russ, it's great having you on with us here in the sports bar. Excited for you to go and enjoy tonight's game. We know how big of a deal that is for Detroit and for the Lions, and and hope you guys get the W tonight uh, over the Raiders just because we like you. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there at Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros, uh, your your draft analyst work there that we've kind of become familiar with over the course of time, and, and let our audience know about the content you're pumping out and where we can get more of it. Yeah, you can get all of it on Fantasy Pros. Uh, tons of draft content as far as you know, prospects to watch every week or, or fan or, uh, players that are going to rise up and down draft boards as far as mock draft risers and fallers. I got the mock draft coming out later this week, which will probably be pretty interesting, but also probably pretty standard to a lot of the mock drafts we're seeing. Uh, I got betting pro stuff as far as NFL and college. So if you like touchdown prop bets or maybe me over analyzing on an over under for a game, I got you covered there. It probably is not going to hit, but that's okay. It's worth the, the research on it. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, I got Lions stuff over at Lions Wire, and for everything else, it's at Russ NFL Draft on Twitter. All right, so Russ, where do you come down? Because tonight's going to look a little different. We love some hot uniform talk. Tonight, the Lions breaking out the new Honolulu Blue helmets. Are you a fan of these? I, I would like them if they were with all-white jerseys. I do not like them with the gray jerseys. I'm not a fan of the gray jerseys. I was a fan of the grays when they came out and then the more and more I look at them, they're just kind of like doom and gloom for me, I think. So I don't know. I'll see. I've seen some pictures of them. It's cool. It's different. I'm glad we went different, but I felt like with the million options out there, as far as uniform color combos and helmets, we could have went with something a little bit different, maybe something a little bit flashier, but it is what it is. Look good, play good, Russ. I mean, yeah. we saw what, what Tennessee looked like in the Oilers, Oilers get-ups. We, yeah. we saw Seattle looking sharp in their throwbacks yesterday. So we'll be, uh, we'll be paying attention to not just how they play, but how they look tonight on Monday Night Football. <laughs> appreciate, exactly. the t- appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. Russell Brown, get his stuff at Fantasy Pros, Betting Pros, uh, NFL Draft Analyst, joining us here in the Sports Bar. Yeah, I mean, if we just kind of don't have a horse in the race in the NFC, you'd like to see the Lions kind of win. Can you imagine uh, a Lion Super Bowl? Thing? They could be the one seed. I'm not, I like, I'm, I'm throwing that out there legitimately. They could be the one seed. Well, what I'm reading about Jalen Hurts is that he's kind of playing through, and, and we heard this actually from uh, Tony Cotillo uh, in the three o'clock hour that, mm-hmm. okay, he's playing hurt. He's doing a good job playing hurt, but if this continues to kind of take a toll here. And I know we don't want to put any weight on Seattle 
being that they're in first place. Seattle beat the Lions. Wouldn't it be something if Seattle and the Lions were vying for the one seed in the NFC and it wasn't teams like the Eagles and the Niners like we thought from earlier this season and Seattle ends up getting the one seed because they've got the tiebreaker on the Lions? I'm not ready to say the Eagles are going to go down. I think the the 49ers, obviously, three straight losses. Okay, there's a problem there. They need to figure this out. They have two weeks to figure this out. Um. But it's going to make it interesting. Yeah, that's what we want, right? Mm-hmm. I don't the division, whatever. Give the Lions the division. But he brings up a good point. Unless they're going to be like the two seed, you're going to end up with a Dallas or a San Francisco or Seattle, and that's not a layup. Not 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 this year. No, no. Yes, and as I mentioned, Seattle beating Detroit at home earlier this season already. Um, but you got to feel for for Lion fans. I mean, like they are experiencing a euphoria with this team this year that uh, look, listen, we, we, he made the parallel to bills fans. I think we've been through it. We know what that feels like. And when you start to get something special going and that support, you feel it. The, you, the, the you, team feels it. You do, but at least old time bills fans like myself, you, you have something to kind of draw off of. Okay. Do you really draw off the Barry Sanders? Yes. You won the division in 93, but they went to an NFC championship game in the eighties. Was that Scott Mitchell at quarterback back then? Who it was, was. Scott Mitchell, the former Miami Dolphin. That's right. Love having Russ on. Nice little preview of uh, tonight's action, Monday Night Football between the Lions and the Raiders. And uh, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it to Russ or who I mentioned it to. I, I'll go ahead and take the, the seven points. I like the Lions, minus mm. seven. And I like the Lions to get off to a uh, early lead. I, I like the uh, first half spread. I want to say I got the Lions at minus four and a half on FanDuel for the first half. Uh, We got happy hour on the way next in the sports bar. The Buffalo Bills made a move today. We'll tell you about that. Uh, We'll take your calls on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line if you want to join us at 866-4FAN, 585-866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location at 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, goodsmokebbq.com. A round of shots coming up as well. All on the way here on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. It's a sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.